Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Folks, you know that um, coming up in the next six weeks, we're going to be celebrating officially four years of the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, which is just awesome. Awesome stuff there. And through the years, you know, I've really interviewed some great folks from all over the world. In fact, I started off the show. You know, my very first guest that I interviewed was actually a guy who runs Middle Kingdom Wrestling over in China, of all places. Okay. And at that time, you know, they were still just getting off the ground, still working out the kinks or what have you. Fast forward to today in Middle Kingdom Wrestling is legitimately one of the top wrestling promotions in all of Asia. So, I mean, just really tremendous growth, and they've done a great job over there. So I said, you know something? Let me reach out to the guy that runs Middle Kingdom Wrestling China and catch up and also find out what's going on, especially with this whole coronavirus, COVID-19, this whole mess that's going on around the world, because he has a pretty interesting uh, perspective and some some challenges that he's had to face as it relates to COVID-19 and the hysteria that surrounds it. So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Adrian Gomez. How are you, Adrian? Good. How are you, Duke? Thanks for uh, having me on here. Happy to be back. Yeah, man. I mean, Jesus, it, it, it took you four years to, to find your way back to me here, but I, I really appreciate it there. <laughs> and in fairness, I mean, we, uh, we run into each other on, on social media, right? Exactly. We, we've been keeping up with each other the entire time, and I've appreciate, appreciated your support, you and the entire staff over at Middle Kingdom Wrestling. And you know, I'm always shouting you guys out and covering you guys through the years as well. It's just been a, a great friendship that, um, you know, I cherish. So l- let me just jump right into it here, though, Adrian, because you've been dealing with a, a very serious issue. The COVID-19 mm. stuff, the coronavirus stuff has, has just really hit China hard. This is where it all began. So exactly. Some of the things that uh, you guys are doing in the United States and, um, and others uh, in Europe, and I guess you could say the Western world, and uh, we have been going through it since uh, January. So what's the what's the status of the of the entire country right now? Are are you seeing any kind of improvements? Because that's what we're getting on the news here. But you're actually living there. You're on the ground there. What are you seeing uh, personally? If you look at the numbers, obviously it's a sharp decline in the new cases and obviously and in deaths. Thankfully, um, it. For now, I can say that uh, China seems to be slowly opening up again. People are starting to come out. Businesses are starting to open. But uh, make no mistake, uh, this is definitely uh, far from uh, how it was before the, the coronavirus uh, first, uh, first hit. 
it's it's still people are still timid to go out and oh, everybody wears face masks and the travel situation is very uh very difficult especially if you're coming from abroad or uh even from pr- different province within china um you will have to be screened and uh checked out and, and made sure that you're not uh, a carrier of the COVID-19. For sure, for sure. And, and tell me, Adrian, I mean, how has this affected your business? Because, you know, you run Middle Kingdom Wrestling. It's a Chinese mm-hmm. pro wrestling promotion. You have folks from all over the world who compete in the promotion. How has this affected your events and the promotion in general? We start running from every year, starting in March. During, from January to uh, through Chinese New Year period, those two months, we don't have any events. Uh, and we announced that for the first event of the year, it was going to be a, uh, a first ever women's wrestling tournament. We're calling it the Jingua, Jingua Warriors Cup. Um, so we announced that in January, early January in China. And immediately the first thing that, that had to change was the fact that we did have to cancel that event, to a two-night event. We had uh, Leva Bates booked for that as well as... Uh, Say the Jang and uh, some other uh, some other uh, women uh, women's wrestlers from around the world, but um, as soon as we canceled that, shortly we had to stop training. We had to stop uh, several other things as China increasingly had to. Uh, you could say <laughs> kind of like martial law. You know, you couldn't you weren't allowed to leave your home, uh, and it was very strict. Uh, you uh, you know there were uh, police officers and 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 uh, doctor, medical personnel, literally in every uh, outside of every neighborhood to make sure that uh, you wouldn't leave your home for a certain period of time. Thankfully, that is that period has uh, finally stopped, so we can go outside more freely. But um, the first three months, it was uh, very strict. We couldn't get out. That's interesting that you say that because you said the first three months. So you're going on over 90 days of dealing with these strong restrictions, people getting mm. sick, you know, unfortunately some people passing away and what have you here on a personal level, Adrian, I mean, how concerned have you been over this, this coronavirus stuff? And, and in fact, let me ask you this in a twofold manner in the beginning, how concerned were you and how does that compare to how you're feeling today? Personally, I am concerned about the coronavirus, but not necessarily in a way where I'm afraid, I mean, I'm afraid of catching it myself. I mean, if I catch it, I catch it. Uh, I think uh, hopefully at my uh, age, and I'd like to say I'm not too old, I'm 32 years old, but I think I would be able to survive it. The point is, though, is that it's not necessarily about, you know, if one person gets it. That's not the point. The point uh, of the coronavirus, the, the reason of, I guess you could say, the media scare or media hysteria or whatever around it is there is a very legitimate fear that uh, there, one person can literally spread it to hundreds and hundreds of people uh, very easily because it's a very, very contagious virus. So if one person goes to hospital for a coronavirus, that's okay. But if we're talking about a sudden spike of uh, several hundred every day, 
then what happens? You know, hospitals become overloaded, um, beds become sparse, medicine's not available, doctors are not able to take care of everybody, and that's when people start dying. And that's what happened in Wuhan, especially in Wuhan, China, where it originated. You know, very suddenly, there was about 80,000 people who had the disease, who had the virus. So when, you know, and that's when people die because there's just simply not enough equipment and not enough doctors and not enough beds. And, and that's where the problem is. And that's where you can see in Italy, Iran, and, um, other countries where, you know, a few cases of coronavirus is, is easy to deal with. But when you're talking about, you know, hundreds to thousands to 10,000, there just isn't enough space to deal with it. How do my feeling now? Well, I, I feel that China has been able to get a pretty strong grip on it. So in China, I am feeling, <laughs> surprisingly, or maybe ironically, I, I am feeling quite a bit safer in China about it. Um, but it is really disheartening to see uh, how the world is uh, uh, now dealing with it. And, and, um, and, and that's sad to see. Saw a, an article that was really interesting on Pro Sports Extra, Brad Shepard. He mm. interviewed you about a, a traveling experience that initially was just supposed to be something where you were visiting some friends and you were doing some things. And it turned into almost, a, a, <laughs> I don't want to say a hostage situation, but you, for a while, you weren't able to, to move in the manner that you're used to moving. Uh, briefly describe to everybody mm. what happened and you know where you are today in relation to the beginning sure. of the experience you had there. Besides wrestling, I, I'm also exploring uh, Burmese bare-knuckle kickboxing and, and trying to get possibly into promoting that, uh, which is called Lo- uh, Lothway. So I was down in Myanmar to do some, uh, to meet some friends in the Lethway business and, you know, discuss being able to possibly promote uh, something down the line regarding that. Now, while down there in Myanmar, I, <laughs> I did get sick. And at the moment I got sick, uh, I mean, and I got sick from basic food poisoning and I went to the hospital to, uh, to because uh, the food poisoning was quite serious, but when I went to the hospital, uh, they asked me if I had come, you know, if I had been to any of the at-risk countries recently, and they saw my passport and they saw that I was in China before, and um, they did have to quarantine me for that reason—the fact that I was in China and I was in China recently, uh, less than two weeks ago, prior to that, prior to going to the hospital. And also that I did have some symptoms as far as a fever, uh, all those related to the food poisoning. So yes, um, I was held in a uh, hospital uh, isolation uh, in the city of Yangon, which is uh, the biggest city in Myanmar. And uh, yeah, I was in that situation for about uh, nine days, in fact. So I was uh, isolated in hospital. Uh, and. It, you know, I, I, I told people what happened uh, on my social media, and a lot of people reached out. A lot of media reached out, uh, including uh, from Pro Sports Extra. I had Reuters. I did an interview with Reuters um, <clears throat> and um, uh, among other outlets. And, uh, yeah, it was a very – a lot of people were very curious about 
what it's like to be held uh, in a hospital under forced isolation uh, quarantine. So I did have to go through that experience. So in the end, they allowed you to leave because I'm, I'm assuming you're, you're back in China now. Is that correct? Um, they did test me for COVID-19 in the hospital. Um, and they tested me twice. So one in the beginning, in the, right when I got there, and then when they let me, and then one after about nine days or 10 days, they gave it to me again, and I didn't have it. So they did allow me to, to eventually to leave Myanmar. And funny enough, uh, right, after, right after the situation with the, you know, with the quarantine and everything, I was actually planning to go to the United States. That was my plan, actually. So my plan was actually to go from China to Malaysia to Myanmar, from Myanmar to the United States. But after the situation in Myanmar, to be honest, it was a bit mentally exhausting. And then I did see that COVID-19 was spiking quite a bit in the United States. And I decided, you know what, the situation's getting better in China. Now, I do have a life in China. I have a family in China. I have a business in China. Um, you know what, I'm going to uh, hold off on my trip to the United States because I was planning on going there to see uh, David Marquez from Champion Wrestling from Hollywood and meet with producer Peter Avalon and Championship Wrestling from Arizona. But all those events were canceled. Uh, so I just said, you know what, I'm going to go back to China. So <clears throat> that was about three days ago where I decided to cancel my trip and go back to China. However. Um, upon arriving to China because of the fact that, uh, um, I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess I, I, I answered a question that they, that made them suspect that maybe I have COVID-19. They asked me, uh, if I've taken any medicine recently. And I said, well, I did take, uh, aspirin where before I got on the airplane and perhaps I was a bit too honest, but I guess in this situation, you can't be you know, it's a, you should re, you should reveal, you should be honest with your doctors. And I said I took an aspirin, and because of the fact that aspirin is a fever reliever, it reduces your fever. The doctors in the Shanghai airport uh, took me to the hospital, and I've been here for three days as they monitor me to make sure that I don't have COVID nineteen. So I am in an isolated hospital quarantine once again, as we're speaking in Shanghai. So that's twice. I mean, you, you left China. <laughs> yes, it's twice. it's twice. It is twice. Yeah. You, so, but, you know, that's why I wrote recently on my social media, I said, I'm a quarantine expert. So. Well, the, that, that's a great point. You sure are. And, and first and foremost, I'm very uh, happy that you personally have consistently tested negative for coronavirus. And, and oh, yeah. Before. I've taken oh, I, uh, five tests. Great. Five, Five tests. tests. You've, uh, they've all come back negative. So that's, that's great to, to hear. Because you've had an experience that the majority of people listening have not had personally, uh, you're a wealth of knowledge. So, so let me ask you directly, Adrian, you know, the head of Middle Kingdom Wrestling, one of the strongest, most popular promotions in all of Asia, Adrian Gomez, if you could give any advice to our listeners from around the world, especially from these countries that this thing is just starting to ramp up where we're far behind China in terms of the wave of dealing with all the, the challenges of COVID-19, coronavirus, what have you. 
what would be some mm. best practices and advice that you can offer to the rest of us? Um, take it seriously. Do take it seriously. Um, and I understand that people are skeptical of the media and people are skeptical with, uh, and that's the media's fault, to be honest, obviously, because, uh, you know, media always has a history of selling stories. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be irresponsible or feel that you are uh, any bigger than any one story or any one, in this case, pandemic. This is a pandemic. It, it, and, and, and this is a serious pandemic because um, while a lot of people kind of use this, the excuse like, you know, the flu kills so-and-so amount of people a year, this doesn't replace the flu. The coronavirus is not a flu replacement. It's working alongside the flu. So, it's, it's, so while um, you can compare statistics of, of how many people the people get the flu, um, it's not flu versus coronavirus, it's flu and coronavirus. And <laughs> that is a, you know, that's a scary reality to think about. And the point, and the main thing here is that a lot of people, um, from what I can see in the culture of, of uh, Americans, and I'll speak mostly to Americans, is that, they don't, I, I don't know why, but there's kind of a stigma uh, in America about wearing masks wearing gloves and that kind of stuff and you know this is something that actually a lot of asian countries have practiced you know if you go to japan even or china or <clears throat> several other asian countries even without a viral pandemic people wear masks people are very conscious of, of these kind of things so um, my advice would be is to be especially during this time i'm not asking that people wear masks forever from now on but at least during this time, don't feel ashamed to be, don't feel ashamed to, to be concerned. Um, and, and don't feel like just because you're worried about this thing that you're falling for some media hysteria. No, viruses don't care about media. They are, you know, floating balls of protein that want to, that are searching for hosts. So, you know, it's you versus the virus. It's not you versus the media, you know, or, or, or you, you know, it's so I just wish people would take it more serious. That's, that's really the one thing I can say. That doesn't mean to go crazy. There is a balance to everything uh, and start hoarding that kind of, you know, that's silly, but take it seriously. That's my advice. Good stuff. Listen, Adrian, let everybody know because you know, Middle Kingdom Wrestling in China, legitimately, you guys are putting on some great, great wrestling product. You're attracting people from all over the world, not only as the wrestlers that you have brought in, but also the fans. You know, when folks are, are visiting in China, a lot of folks show up to your events and things like that. They follow you online, love your YouTube channel and all that good stuff. So let everybody know, uh, how can they keep up with Middle Kingdom Wrestling China, see some of the events you've had in the past, and, and be kept aware of anything that uh, is going to be coming down the pike once this COVID-19 stuff has run its course. Obviously, like you mentioned, our YouTube channel, uh, we upload all of our content uh, from China on, and, and onto uh, the Western social media. So 
we do have a YouTube account, Middle Kingdom Wrestling. And there we've, uh, we, we upload all of our matches. And we do have a, a Twitter account, MKW Wrestling, uh, Instagram, uh, MKW China. We do have uh, a Facebook page, Middle Kingdom Wrestling. MKW for sure is the top pro wrestling company in China. Um, I, I will say to your to your listeners that uh, maybe some of you guys learned about Chinese wrestling recently through like AEW uh, because of the relationship with OWE, but OWE doesn't exist in China anymore. So really, if you are interested in Chinese wrestling, MKW Middle Kingdom Wrestling is the place to go. Uh, there's no other promotion that runs as regular as we do that has a training program uh, that brings in names and combines our Chinese wrestlers with uh, foreign wrestlers. The pro wrestling that you're familiar with, but with you know Chinese characteristics that uh, are unique to viewers in China and and outside the world. Incredible. I mean, just an incredible journey, incredible experience that. Adrian Gomez is going through shout out once again to Adrian and the entire Middle Kingdom wrestling family serious business man you know they're over in China and they're traveling to different parts of Asia and the mass hysteria is something else and in my opinion it's warranted because we are legitimately dealing with a pandemic something that just about everybody in the entire world, one way or another, is being affected by. So, serious business there, definitely. Folks, welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling. As you know, this is the show about pro wrestling and everything else. Okay? And speaking to a pro wrestling promoter, Adrian Gomez, Middle Kingdom Wrestling China, about this pandemic affecting all of our lives. Listen, that's what it's all about, Jack. Serious business here, you know? No two ways about it. I hope you all are well. Hope you all are well. And after the the initial rush of grabbing all the toilet paper and whatever whatever else you're trying to grab, you know, your hand sanitizers and all that good stuff, hopefully that stuff has died down and you're settling into your new current reality, you know, and I definitely, my heart goes out to everybody, especially those of you who have been laid off or, you know, they fired, what have you as a result of this pandemic. And I encourage you all, please go to your local government's website. Okay. Go to your state website. There is information on Different plans and what have you. I know unemployment benefits are being expedited. There are different plans out there from state to state. And that is separate from what our federal government is going to be doing. And I know that there's going to be some type of stimulus that is going to trickle down to those of you who have are having a hiccup in employment right now as a result of this whole coronavirus stuff. So please reach out, get the information Fill it out so you can get what you need, put some food on that table, ride out this storm, for sure, for sure. Listen, folks, I'll tell you right now, I I have a a roster of some amazing guests this week, 
And this isn't going to be the the wrestling heavy podcast that you may hear elsewhere. You know, I, I really want to talk about this coronavirus thing from different perspectives, you know, from real people who have some advice, who have some experiences to share with you. And my hope is that if in any way somebody can be helped by this information, then this this entire episode was worth it. Okay. So we just spoke to Adrian Gomez, who literally is in the thick of things in China. It doesn't, I mean, goodness. And he's been going through this for over three months now. Right. I'm going to switch up speeds here because I have a, a movie writer. I have a movie writer who is going to be getting married soon. Can you imagine that? Just a few months away, her wedding is scheduled. What is that like during this coronavirus, this COVID-19 stuff? So let me take a quick break. And then when we get back, you're going to hear from movie writer Sarah Poulton. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully's Vintage Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Henry, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! Folks, as you know, I am often pointing out the fact that the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast is the show about pro wrestling and everything else, right? So we're not just here talking about wrestlers and MMA and all that other good stuff. Uh, I love to collaborate, talk to people from all walks of life. And let me tell you something. Our next guest is somebody who I've been a big fan of for a number of years. Excellent writer. Excellent at comedy, has a, has a fantastic social media thing going on, especially on Instagram. So without further ado, welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast, Sarah Poulton. How are you, Sarah? I'm doing great. Um, although I would prefer to be referred to as uh, Sarah Social Distancing Poulton right now at this time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotta, I gotta write that. That's a mouthful to say, you know. So I gotta. Write I know that. it's very long. I know I need to update my social media. I'll do that right after this uh, interview. Seriously, listen. You know, t- today is Thursday, and, and and let me first say happy birthday, number one, and number Thank two. You. How dare you? Okay? <laughs> how dare uh-huh. you? And and this is what you you creative types are like. And I and I'm, I'm just gonna uh-huh. put this out there. And, folks, you know, the Duke likes to just tell it like it is. I'm not going to hold back here. I don't care if I'm a fan of Sarah or not. How dare you force everybody for your birthday, for your own personal enjoyment, to live out your next project here, okay? It's clear that you wrote this whole COVID-19 thing just to see how people are going to react and the kind of silly hijinks they're going to get into. So I want to know right now, you need to come clean why are we living in one of your movie projects? <laughs> Why? Um, because people are really bad at voting. <laughs> um, that's why. Um, yeah, no, I just, uh, I, I do love some high drinks and let me tell you, this is, this is like the ideal dark comedy that we're all living in right now. 
Um, although I gotta say, I have like realized I have a lot of like ironic wishes that are coming true where I'm like, oh, I just wish I had, I could stay home all the time. Like I just wish, <laughs> you know, I didn't have to go out anywhere. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, it's well, happening. Is, isn't that the problem though? Now that we are actually, you know, we have to work from home and they want us to do social distancing. So now mm-hmm. they, maybe, maybe you wish somebody would invite you out someplace and that you actually, you know, instead of blowing them off at the last minute, oh yeah, yeah, maybe I'll show up. You know, now it's like actually maybe oh, I'll I'm the queen of that. See? Yeah, See? I like yeah. to um, say yes to everybody who asks me to do something, and then when there's a schedule conflict, I'll just pick the one I want to go to most, <laughs> and then have to cancel the rest. It's the worst way to handle your schedule. Okay, um, I so, don't so you're the you're the double booker. Okay, I, I see yeah. what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I hope everybody's taking notes, folks, because, you know, some of you out there um, may know, and if you don't know, you're going to know right now, Sarah is getting married later yeah. on this year, and yeah. you haven't even – this is this is taking social distancing to another level. You haven't even sent out to save the date. No. Okay. No. So – and what's, what's going to be your solution to save the date. I think, well, I just got my samples in the mail, and I was like, I don't know what I want to do with this. <laughs> What's I, I don't know. Everyone might be getting a text. Okay. If, I mean, I'm inviting, like, no one to this wedding. I don't know if I'm even invited. So if you haven't figured out when it is by now, like, it's kind of too, like, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, the joys of getting married is there's a lot of antiquated um, etiquette that you have to do. Um, and this is one of those that I think I might just get a pass on because I get to look at everyone and go, well, there's a pandemic. So I, you know, do you really want me looking that envelope? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We'll see. See, this is, this is what we're talking about. You creators, man, you guys find these loopholes. You find these ways Mm -hmm. to get around stuff. I'm telling you, this, this is how it goes here. So, so mm-hmm. tell me, Sarah, seriously, because again, you're you're a writer. You you've written different scripts and movies mm-hmm. and all these other. You have a writing partner that you've been doing some great stuff with. Yeah. If this COVID nineteen stuff, this coronavirus mm-hmm. pandemic, if mm-hmm. if this is your project, where are we going from here in America right now? Because we're kind of at the the beginning stages of this. They they keep talking about flattening the curve. We're kind of yeah. at the, the the beginning of the curve here. Mm-hmm. How do you write the next step here? What, what's going to happen in the middle of all this? I mean, I think things are definitely um, going to get a lot worse before they get better. Um, you know, if this were a movie, I see. I imagine there's maybe sort of like a Dharma and Greg type of couple going on. Like maybe we have a hippie who's into essential oils and like curing everything with like meditation. And then maybe she gets quarantined with, like, an attractive scientist who's, like, teaching her about washing her hands. <laughs> I don't know. Um, should we do a, some sort of film? Maybe they both learn a lesson. Um, I should also say this is not me in real life. Like, <laughs> this does not reflecting on, on my current situation. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I think things are going to get a lot worse. I actually got supplies weeks ago, uh, although I got sick supplies because I was like, oh, if I get sick, I won't be able to leave. So I got, like, I don't know, a lot of soup. Nice. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to be on the soup diet. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. But I'm kind of realizing, like, we all – no one's prepared for shit in America. Like, no one has a supply of anything lined up. Like, what's happening over here? 
Yeah. I don't know. I think things are going to get worse. Bars and restaurants are going to close. Um, I think if things get really bad, you're going to need some kind of, like, path to leave or they're going to stagger people leaving their houses and find them if they're leaving. I'm hoping it doesn't get that bad. Um, it'll depend on what's going to happen. I think people are going to see elective surgeries get canceled. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just, like, a lady who's sometimes funny. Um, but those are my thoughts. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. And I know that, you know, somebody's listening right now saying, well, what the hell is he doing asking her? When we think about technology, innovation, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. what drives our imagination to, to even dream of, for instance, the fact that you and I are holding this, this tiny little square mm-hmm. that just so happens to be able to give you all the majority of the answers of anything that's ever existed yeah. that we know of. You know, the mm-hmm. cell phone can, can do everything. Well, the cell phone was originally put in, in Star Trek, I believe it was. It's, at least the smartphone yep. was. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we think of innovation and science and technology and what is what could possibly be, somebody has to actually dream this up in order for mm-hmm. us to pursue it. Yeah. And more often than not, it's you you writers, you, mm-hmm. you movie folks, you TV folks, entertainment folks. You mm-hmm. guys have the, the imagination yeah. and the gall hide behind this whole notion of, oh, well, it's just, you know, it's science fiction or it's just, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's comedy or it's horror. Meanwhile, yeah. the egghead, they're like, oh, wait a second. I think I might be able to actually create a lifesaver or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So so asking you makes a little sense to me, at least. Sure. I'm also, I shall say, I, right when this whole thing was announced, I became immediately obsessed with the coronavirus. I'm I'm totally, like, following every news story it's like you can see i've been tweeting about it for a while it's like it was for a while like quite gleefully my favorite topic of conversation um mostly because i didn't want to talk about my wedding like i was just kind of sick of it (laughs) i really wanted to focus on like this pandemic and like literally telling people like i would meet every one of my friends like everybody i know like do you have supplies like have you gone to the store (laughs) like are you stocked up? Like, how are you feeling? Do you have a fever? (laughs) So I'm definitely very invested in what's going on. I feel like right now what's playing out is like, if contagion and and idiocracy, like those two movies merge together, I think that's what we we have in terms of what's happening in America. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I'm, I'm in the Washington DC metropolitan area. And this area is, it's shutting down. Like, normally there is crazy traffic. Like, I'm hoping people are taking it more seriously. I know people have been at, like, restaurants and that kind of stuff. But I'm hoping, like, (laughs) they're starting to shut down. Like, so I'm hoping that we can get ahead of this because I think it's going to start peaking in the next few weeks. Well, and that was going to be my next question to you. So, okay, you're you're the movie writer. You you do scripts. You, you, You have the imagination. Mm-hmm. How does this thing end? How how would you end this story? What how would you put a bow on the COVID nineteen crisis of twenty twenty, the pandemic of pandemics? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I know a lot of people thought that it would uh, die out as the weather got warmer. I don't think that's how anything works. But again, I'm not like a scientist. Um, <laughs> I don't know. If, uh, like that would be nice, but I don't foresee that happening. Um, and again, this is my opinion. Um, but I, I think that we're going to find some kind of breakthrough in terms of vac- vaccinations or um, some kind of treatment for it. 
Um, I know ever like the whole world is focused on developing um, either a vaccine or you know treatment. So I think we're going to have our protagonist, a hero, develop some sort of medication that will save the world. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping. We just need to make sure our antagonists, perhaps certain politicians who want to downplay this event or pretend it's not happening, um, try to keep the medicine for themselves or for the wealthy or um, to drive up the prices on it. Um, so hopefully that won't happen and we'll all be able to work together harmoniously, um, the whole world, to solve this crisis. Um, and I'm hoping it also is an opportunity for um, – in different countries and different people to just really realize like we're all connected and we all need to come together and do what's best for the group. So we'll see. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Because, you know, if this, if this is an extended season of the walking dead, then, you know, we're going to have to figure this out together. I mean, there's Mm -hmm. there's no two ways about it here, folks. You know, we can't uh, continue to have this us versus them mentality with one another because yeah. we may be dealing with something. It's it's us versus them in, in terms of uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. versus yeah. The, the living here. So, you know, just yeah. something to, to consider, of course. Yeah, we're definitely seeing different archetypes play out. We've got the people that are, like, selflessly helping others, you know, these heroes that are, you know, doctors and nurses that are working around the clock. We have the people that are like, nothing's wrong, I'm going to the bar, <laughs> you know, we have the social distancers, so we're seeing these, like, different groups emerge. Obviously, if you can, I'm a huge, huge proponent of social distancing. That's what I'm doing now. I'm perfectly healthy. Um, I might go for a walk around my neighborhood, but that's, like, it. <laughs> it. Well, please don't sneeze on any birds or do anything like that because we don't need those It is out if you season, though. That's the yeah. best part about this whole See? thing is See? everyone's coughing and sneezing, and they're like, I've got it. And it's like, no, it's a lower respiratory infection. Like, if you're sneezing, it's pollen. But, again, we're all, like, looking side-eyed at each other. Like, oh, hell no. Well, what do you expect when, when you have all the information in the world that you could possibly need in your cell phone, and yet the, the majority of the time we're just taking pictures of each other and, and videos and TikTok or something. I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> that's, that's what it is. We're talking to screenwriter, creative, sometimes funny lady, Sarah Poulton, a.k.a. Sarah Social Distancing Poulton, a.k.a. Sarah's getting married, so she's almost going to be something other than Poulton. That's right. We'll see. That's right. Now, listen, Sarah, this is, this is a serious yeah. show here. It's about pro wrestling, yeah. okay? So, you know, here we are talking about uh, marriage and, 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 pande- and, and pandemics yeah. and all kinds of nonsense. We've got to talk about some wrestling here, all right? Okay. I need mm-hmm. to know, mm-hmm. of all the people in the entire pro wrestling universe, uh-huh. Okay. Why is it that your favorite wrestling related person uh-huh. is none other than Renee Young? Um, so many reasons. Uh-oh. Uh number one, she has an incredible personality. Um, she is funny and quirky and interesting. She has a lot of energy. Obviously she's gorgeous. She's very beautiful. Uh literally a pioneer. Uh you know in her field. Hello, breakthrough, breaking that glass ceiling. Um, I absolutely love her. I love everything about her. I follow all her social media. Um, I think she's incredible. So Renee Young is my girl. Um, I stand Renee Young. She can do no wrong. 
So, so, so tell me, if you were, if you were working on a project, which you constantly uh-huh. are, you're always thinking and working and tinkering and what yes. have you, uh, uh-huh. what would you cast Renee Young in? What do you think her perfect role would be? Oh, I think actually if I were making the, the COVID-19 film, I think she would actually be great to play like the hippie character. Nice. Um, because I, I think she's someone who like would wash her hands and believe in science. But I think very easily as an actress, she could play someone who's like a little hippy dippy with essential oils with her like nose ring in. Um, I think she could absolutely um, play that like Dharma of Dharma and Greg type of like character. I think she'd be really adorable in a rom-com. Slash maybe this is also a Hallmark Christmas movie. I don't know, like COVID (laughs) for Christmas. You know that that would be kind of terrifying, actually. But uh, you know, you, you do do a lot of horror, so I, I can understand where that's coming from. I know, from I know. I have a weird habit, though, of like moments from like something I've written coming true. Yeah. Uh, which is like, which is why I'm like, maybe I should stop writing horror. Uh, you could be. Like, look, this is what I'm trying to happen. tell everybody. You have yeah. the key to it all. This is it. Through yeah. your writing, you're going to so so Renee Young is going to be the person with the with the handsome doctor researcher yeah. guy, the two 100%. of them together, which you know, that person will probably be, be played by The Rock or or you know, Will Smith, yeah, somebody. Somebody sure. is going to be yeah. you know, it's got to uh-huh. be a, a leading Hollywood person. But um yeah. they they're going they're going to save us all. That's it. Yeah, I don't know if I I believe that The Rock could be uh, a scientist, but you know what? Let's Uh-oh. throw a lab coat on him and see what happens. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Sometimes you just got to throw the spaghetti against the wall, see what sticks, you know? I, I recently watched the movie Junior where Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a scientist and then gets pregnant because this is what I'm doing with my social distancing time. Wow. Um, <laughs> and, and he makes the most unconvincing scientist ever. It's pretty great. Yeah, that's well. That's the best part. And, and come on, now I mean that movie might be older than you. I can't believe that you were actually watching uh, Junior. I love, I love Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, and I realize I haven't seen a lot of his movies, so I gotta just watch them all. That's it. That's it. Arnold's great. Yeah. That's it. Twins. Arnold's my favorite. My favorite. Distancing. Well, yeah, and he he announced it to everybody, and and he also yeah. had some choice words to say about some of our fearless leaders who shall remain <laughs> nameless. Uh-huh. And uh, the way that they've handled these things here, it's just, yeah, it's it's got to be an episode of of The Office and 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 Veep and everything rolled into one, just complete, like you said, hijinks. It's just hijinks. Hijinks, yeah. Yes, yes. Well, what isn't hijinks is the fact that you are just uh, amazing at what you do. Again, I, I really enjoy following you on social media because you're always putting yeah. up some fun stuff. In fact, why don't you let everybody know, if, if if anyone listening right now wants to get some more Sarah social distancing Poulton in their life, um, yes. which, though, I have to only do it online because, you know, mm-hmm. social distancing, of course, what's the best yeah. way that they can check out some of your stuff? Sure. Uh, Instagram and Twitter is where I'm most active, and my handle at both of them is my full name, so S-A-R-A-P-O-L-T-O-N. Um, so there you go. It's pretty nice. easy. Now, yeah. Now, before I let you go, I, I have to ask this because this is very important. Mm-hmm. Why have have I not received my save the date? I, I oh, understand. 
I understand that I threatened to to get drunk and do the big speech and dance with your uh-huh. aunt and all this other crazy stuff. Um, I still plan on doing that, but uh-huh. um, I just I want to make sure that it wasn't lost in the mail. So you tell me you just well, haven't they haven't sent gone them out. out at all yet. So that that must be it. Okay, okay. So that's that's a, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you never asked me for my number, so I didn't. I don't really know how I'm supposed to get the text if you text it out. <laughs> but uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Well. <laughs> Only if you can do the electric slide. I don't know. What else do you do at a wedding? (laughs) Always fun to talk to Sarah Poulton. You know, she's hilarious, very sharp, knows her stuff. Um, You know, just really cool person. And I encourage everybody, please check out her, her Instagram because she's always putting up cool videos and she's just hilarious. Her Twitter account as well. Just hilarious. Sarah Poulton cool person you know some of you out there are pet owners just you know across my mind i have somebody on the line close friend of mine who may have some some useful advice for you so let's just jump right into that so we're rolling along here folks and let me tell you something you know i don't know what it is about today and and this week but there are a lot of great folks who are having birthdays they're celebrating themselves here and you know i'll tell coronavirus right now i don't care how big and bad you think you are coronavirus we are not going to stop celebrating our our family our friends all of our loved ones especially on their special day so i thought about it you know a very good friend of mine who is a dog mom uh, she was telling me about some things that she's been doing with her dog, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So I said, you know something, let me have her come on the show and, and give some tips, just because I know a lot of you are pet owners, whether you have a dog or a cat or a hippopotamus, whatever you got. So, hey, without further ado, happy birthday, and welcome to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, Laura the Dog Lover. How are you, Laura? Hello, I'm well. How are you? I am fantastic. And listen, let me start off. Uh, happy birthday! What's the what's the big uh, what's the big dish today? What's the big thing you're going to be eating to celebrate the birthday? Well, thank you. Um, the big dish I'm having today for my birthday is Jamaican beef patties and homemade pizza. Jamaican beef patties and homemade pizza. So you're you're just going all all out here. Now I will reveal because I'm sure somebody out there is like, well, wow, that's a lot of food. Laura has a bun in the oven, so she is expecting. She's not just going to be Laura the dog lover or Laura the dog mom. She's going to be Laura the mom in general. So congratulations <laughs> on that as well. Thank you. You have a dog, Zelda, and you know Zelda's my buddy. I love Zelda. I, I, I've brought Zelda treats and pet Zelda and have some fun with her and what have you. Talk to us about Zelda and especially about during this time where spending a little bit more time in the house, maybe we're not going out and walking as far or as many different places because we're trying to be safe and do the whole social distancing thing. Mm-hmm. How has this, this week been for Zelda? It's been okay. We haven't walked as much, but um, we do a lot of indoor activities with her, such as um, a lot of tug of war. You said tug of war, which is pretty cool. <laughs> I know the dogs love that type of stuff there. Um, so what do you use when you do the tug of war? Are you using a sock or are you using a rope? Like, What, what are you using for that? 
Well, we have this stuffed animal that has ropes attached to it, so we kind of just drag her around the house, playing to door, and then we will treat her with uh, fresh, well, sardines that we make for her that we dried as a treat to kind of help uh, stimulate her mind and to also, I guess, keep her busy. Now, that's pretty yeah. interesting. I've never heard of that before. When I think about sardines and, and different types of fish in general, I, I normally think about cats. But you're saying that you guys have been feeding your dog, Zelda, sardines. So are, are sardines a, a, a healthy thing to feed dogs? Yes. She has a kidney failure, so we've been trying to feed her a low-protein diet. So instead of buying a dried sardine at the store that's, probably $14 a bag. We went to our local grocery market and bought fresh sardines that we dehydrate at home uh, to help with her uh, her diet with the kidney failure. I know one of the things that you guys do, which I think is really cool, is that you've been using that Instapot a lot. Tell us one of the, the big recipes that uh, you and your husband have been trying out with that Instapot that's been working out. Yes, the Instapot is an amazing kitchen gadget. For Zella's food, we use ground turkey, sweet potato, frozen green beans, a little bit of brown rice, and it's cooked in an hour. So it's a quick meal to make for your dog that's healthy and delicious. You talk about a, a homemade dog food. Once again, folks, this isn't that processed stuff. This is something that anyone, you, I, anyone can do this. And Laura's, you know, she's pulling our coat here. She's giving us a <laughs> tip where you can get your own sweet potato, your own green beans, your own ground turkey, throw it in the Instapot, and before you know it, you got something delicious and nutritious for your dog and for you. You know, you make yes. a big batch, you can eat it as well. <laughs> That's great. Great great tips there, Laura. Yes, and if you don't have Instapot, you can use a Dutch oven. Um, it doesn't. It's not as instant as, it doesn't cook as fast as an pressure cooker, but it'll do the good, um, same job, but just a little longer. That's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. So yeah. you found a way to not only save money, but you actually are in control over the ingredients that Zelda mm-hmm. is consuming. So you're really maximizing uh, the nutritional value of what she's eating. Make sure she's not getting something that she shouldn't be getting, which, you know, some of these these processed foods out there, you never know what we're feeding our pets you really got to pay attention. That's good. You, you said okay. that she's she's mm-hmm. suffering from some kind of complications with her kidneys. Are, is there particular types of medicine that you've had to stock up on or anything like that in order to deal with that? Back in January, she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called immune-mediate thrombocytopenia. And for us to treat uh, the chronic disease, we've been giving her 1,000 milligrams of saline. So we're going to continue doing this for another three months until um, she gets off of her uh, immune suppressant. What I'm curious about specifically, most folks like myself, I, I have to worry about going to the grocery store and picking up food for myself and my loved ones. You're picking up food for yourself and your loved ones and your pet and Zelda, your dog here. So have you had to stock up on different things that Zelda needs, and, and how's that experience been? Uh, yes, we have. We had to buy her two months' supplies of um, saline fluids, and also each week my husband has to go into the store and stock up on sweet potatoes, uh, ground turkey, green beans, and 
I guess we have to go in weekly so um so we can continue with her treatment because she can't have kibbles. If we went back to kibbles, it somehow um seems to affect her kidneys and her um kidney levels usually goes back up. So it's been kind of stressful. We've been worried about you know having enough food for her each week. So we're and working with what we can. You sent me some pictures of Zelda, and it looks like uh, she's pretty well fed and and. and doing well over there, so whatever it is that you're doing, you definitely want to keep <laughs> that going. What what sort of advice can you give to other pet owners, not just dog owners, but anyone who has a pet right now who is being forced to not be outside as often and maybe they're running into some challenges finding things at the grocery store? Do you have any advice that you can lend, you know, anything that uh, has worked for you that maybe they can check out? My husband wrestles with my dog a lot, and they, she tends to love that. We will take her just for a short walk outside the neighborhood and maybe let her run around our yard for a little bit. As far as food, I would suggest just buying frozen uh, vegetables because that tends to last longer. Um, medication, if you if your dog is sick, just order a month or two supplies of the medication. Um, if you could, I think ideally three months if you have someone who, um, a dog that has an autoimmune disease that has to be on medication long term. So you need to stock up on medication. That should be the main priority. And then food for the dog. Listen, Laura, the, the dog lover, dog mom, soon to be Laura the mom, really <laughs> appreciate everything you're doing. I mean, you're you're definitely somebody who stays ahead of the curve. You're, you're very serious about doing what you can to not only make a dollar stretch, but not at the sacrifice of nutrients and and keeping healthy. That's what I love about what you've done. And, you know, through the years, you've taught me a lot about food and what have you. In fact, I remember you were the person who taught me how to pick out a lobster and how to make lobster, personally. Before that, I would just order a lobster and just take what I got. So you're definitely somebody (laughs) who I appreciate, and and you're, you're pretty sharp. Before I let you go, though, i got to ask you one of the most important questions in the history of questions on your birthday. You ready? <laughs> okay. What type of pizza does the baby like? The baby loves cheese pizza with mushrooms and cherry peppers. That's Laura. Laura's cool, man. You know, good friend of mine, and, and she definitely has some great advice there. Making your own pet food. Think about that. And feeding your pets the type of food that you personally would eat as well. I never understood the concept of, of feeding your, your dog or your cat something that you wouldn't eat. It just doesn't make any sense. No no person is going to eat the pet food that you buy at the store. But these animals are, you know, they're not much different from us. Why the heck are we feeding them weird stuff? Pellets and God knows what. Please, no. Give, give your dog some real food, please. Please. Listen, I, I'll tell you. WrestleMania, of course, I got to bring this up before we go here. WrestleMania has officially moved. So it's not going to be at its original location. It's it's going to be moved. And at this point, what we know for sure is at least one night is going to be at the Performance Center. Now, I say one night because WrestleMania has been split up for the very first time into two nights. It's going to be a huge weekend extravaganza Saturday and Sunday, first weekend in April there. And Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, 
know, he is a Super Bowl winning player. He's retired from the NFL. He's a great tight end. Now he just signed with the WWE. Rob Gronkowski is going to be the official host of WrestleMania weekend, which is going to be just crazy. So, you know, kudos to WWE for not trying to move forward with that big extravaganza. I don't think they were going to be allowed to do it anyway, but thank you for switching things up. And I'm curious to see what this is going to look like. You know, WrestleMania split over two days. I'm sure the the thought process behind that is if you split it up for two days, then you'll have different people there, number one. Number two, that will definitely reduce the amount of people that you have in one place at the same time. I mean, obviously, there's not going to be a real crowd there, which is great. Um, and we'll just wait and see what happens. This is uncharted territory here. Okay? This is uncharted territory. WWE has never had an experience like this before. Literally, the the most successful wrestling promotion in the history of the industry. And they're putting on events without fans. And that's the safest and, and really the right way to go, considering we're dealing with a worldwide pandemic. So, again, shout out to them. Shout out to Big Vito Lagrazo. You know, Vito was very passionate about this, and he was on the show last week talking about it. He posted a few things on Facebook that ended up going viral, and some of you gave him a hard time for it because, how dare you call out the WWE? Give me a break. Vito Lagrazo spent years putting his life on the line in the ring under the WWE banner at this point, right? WWE owns ECW, WWE owns WCW, and WWE is WWE. Well, Vito wrestled for them all. Unlike most of you, he knows the players involved personally. He's worked side by side with them. Okay? He's spoken to them. They've spoken to him. He's taken direction from them. He's given his ideas to them. He's broken bread with some of them. When you encounter somebody who's actually been there, mind your manners. Just keep that in mind, okay? You know, that's why I reached out to somebody like Adrian Gomez. This is somebody who's been there. He's literally in China dealing with this COVID-19 stuff from beginning to end. And we're just now experiencing it here in America. Mind my manners and talk to somebody who's lived it, an expert. For better or for worse, right? I don't have any pets. I can't get pregnant. I reach out to my friend, Laura. Give me some information about what the heck's going on with, with you and, and how you're dealing with the challenges that are presented with this, this epidemic, right? I think that at times, we want to convince ourselves that we have the answers when in reality no one is born with the answers you know the best way to get an answer or anything is to experience it whether you you have a front row seat so you're able to observe the highs and the lows of others or if you personally are being affected by it, you're living it right so let's just keep that in mind as we provide a take on anything Nothing beats the experienced. Nothing. And my opinion doesn't somehow mean more 
than the opinion of somebody who actually is living it or has lived it. They got something to, to lean on. All I got is theory and assumptions. Rumor and, and innuendo and, and conjecture and nonsense. Right? Keep that in mind. And I'll say another thing and, and, and we can bring it home with this. I understand that our lives are being affected in some pretty challenging ways right now. And that's why I just remind everybody to please have patience with one another. Some of you are putting your foot in your mouth saying some crazy things. You know, who cares if the old people get it and pass away? I'm young. It doesn't matter. And all these other weird, crazy things that will probably affect your ability to cultivate and maintain a fan base going forward. And I'm talking about all across different forms of entertainment and just regular life. And I'm not going to condemn any of you. I just shake my head and move on. That's my way of having patience. But I'll tell you right now. When you see what's happening in places like Italy, where literally the elderly are just dropping like flies because they cannot get the services needed to address their health issues because so many people are sick at the same time. And a lot of it has to do with this COVID-19 stuff. I wouldn't wish that on on the, the worst person in the world. Heartbreaking. Grave diggers can't even keep up. That's how bad it is. Reminds me of, of the Ebola crisis when it was happening in different parts of Africa a few years back. I wouldn't wish that on, on, on my worst, the worst person in the world I wouldn't wish it on. Have some grace, please. Be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Be safe. Do the social distancing. Be safe. And if you feel that you can survive and you won't have a problem even if you catch this thing, okay. But please, I beg of you, do not go around spreading it to other people. That's it. Okay, folks, listen. Check out the Facebook. Check out the the Twitter. Check out Instagram. Everything. Duke loves wrestling. I'll continue to pump out content for you. You got a little bit of time on your hands, so why not? And support your, your your favorite wrestlers, please. If you if you can afford to do so, and there are many ways you can do that. You can buy a shirt. You can you can buy pictures. You can go to their YouTube channels and hit that subscribe button and and actually watch their stuff. I know Thunder Rosa, for example, she's encouraging everybody to please check out her YouTube channel. It's a great idea. She's trying to get over into that content uh, partner level. So she needs you know a few more hours of streaming. Need you guys to jump in on that, please. April Hunter, you know, she makes her soaps, which are just fantastic. If you need soap, especially moisturizing soap, check out April Hunter's Etsy. April's Sensation. She's been on the show before. You know about that. Different ways of support, you know, and, and, and don't give people a hard time if they're creating OnlyFans accounts and all these other things, doing stuff on Patreon, selling uh, thirst trap photos and videos and all that, as, as the kids would call it. So what? So what? 
I'm not going to shame anybody. If somebody's out there and there's a market for it and it's and it's legal, go ahead. You want to you want to buy a picture of your favorite wrestler's elbow? So what? I don't care. Whatever, man. Support each other. Different ways of doing that. That's right. Okay, folks, again, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Catch you on the other side there. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>